it's gonna be a crazy week this week <laughs> yeah yep. it's uh it's yeah. it's a it's a wild week uh let's get into it what's up everybody welcome to this episode hey. of Dense pixels <laughs> brad's here mike is here hello carrie's here what up uh so bobby kodak bobby kodak uh, yeah. bobby kodak um boy just just when you thought that We'd seen like the biggest twists in the tale of the Activision Blizzard story. Just when you thought that like all the big bits of news um, have come out about it, just keep this little bit of advice in the back of your head, everybody listening out there. If there's a white male CEO of a hyper successful and lucrative corporation, uh, you can bet that that guy is probably a massive piece of shit (laughs) and has to do a lot of things that a massive piece of shit would do in order to keep the wheels of commerce uh, running uninterrupted and make no doubt about it. Bobby Kotick has absolutely done what he's had to do to keep the wheels of commerce running uh, at Activision Blizzard, including uh, cover up a sexual misconduct uh, allegation against a former member of, uh, I believe, Treyarch. Uh, uh, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah, uh, uh, not not just sexual misconduct, a full blown rape allegation. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, knew knew about it. Didn't tell the board. Didn't didn't bother mentioning it. And oh, by the way, the the person who had this allegation levied against him uh, left the company recently like within the past couple of months like it wasn't like it was timed around when the allegation happened uh this is something that or no i'm sorry i have those conflicted so so there wasn't a uh employee at treyarch who uh was accused of sexual harassment Um, yes and basically bobby kotick intervened to make sure that this employee was not hit super hard uh with disciplinary measures and this was dan bunting dan bunting's the one who left treyarch uh, fairly recently. Gee, I wonder why. Um, but if you're like, whoa, wait, that sounds pretty bad. But wait, there's more. There, there's so much more. Um, Bobby Kotick threatened a, a flight attendant on the personal private jet that he that he uses, uh, threatening that he would uh, end her uh, for not wanting to accompany him to you know, events and things like that on his, on his arm, essentially. Uh, that's, that's what this guy did. Uh, like, this is like, this is like some shit that, that like bad movies, like yeah. bad movie villains say, yeah, I will end you. Like, what the fuck? Uh, he, he uh, joked with his former personal assistant that he would quote, kill her. Uh, again, he, he was, he was joking, but he regrets uh, making the joke. Um, and if if you don't think that his involvement around like past stuff was bad, uh, remember that statement that came out. Uh, <laughs> remember that email from Fran Townsend, yeah. the the chief compliance officer. Remember that thing yeah. that like spurred the first of what has now been several employee walkouts at yeah. Activision Blizzard. The the email uh, the email that Bobby Kotick in response to it called the email quote tone deaf. The, the, yes. the, the email that Bobby Kotick said uh-huh. was tone deaf. That email. Yes. 
Yes, that that email. Yes, yeah. he wrote that email. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus he, Christ. He wrote that email, which was then sent out from Fran Townsend. Um and um yeah, yep. And and in the wake of J. Allen Brack being dismissed uh from from Blizzard, and in the wake of Activision being embroiled. Uh, in a scandal of how people within the company treated female employees and in the wake of promoting two people to the position of co-CEO in Mike Yabara and the recently departed Jen O'Neill, um, Activision decided in their infinite wisdom to not pay the two people doing the same job, the same salary and Micah, You'll never guess which of those two people was paid less. I mean, I <laughs> it's 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 got to be the one with no balls, right? Because <laughs> you got no balls, and so that's why. And so when Jen O'Neill resigned, then Blizzard was like, "Oh, we'll pay you the same as Mike Yavar," <laughs> and she was like, "It's <laughs> it's too late. Like like you you done." You done fucked up, and I'm leaving because you guys gave me no, nothing, no inclination uh, that you value, you know, people like me and 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 what I and what people like me to bring to the table, that kind of thing, which which I completely understand. Um, now, if yeah. you think that like all of this, like this was a lot of news, and this all came out within, you know, within basically a day or two, essentially where we learned all this information last week, and if you think that. You're like, well, surely Bobby Kotick's in trouble now. Uh, I see that you've never paid attention to what happens to powerful white men uh, in the news when their misdeeds are brought to the light. Uh, the Activision board, of course, stands steadfastly in the corner uh, of Bobby Kotick and is confident that he will lead uh, Activision Blizzard uh, into this new zero tolerance utopia where employees are treated equally regardless of of sex race or creed and and he's going to continue making us tons of money um also doesn't bear you know doesn't fail to mention that like two-thirds of the board are like longtime activision employees that have been yeah riding. like they've been there for the same amount of time yeah, that as, that as good as old bobby, bobby has. has yeah so so basically uh he's got his 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 team uh, standing by his side now, Bobby Kotick, on the other hand, uh, has said or reportedly uh, to to close to close friends and advisors uh, that he would consider leaving if he could not turn around the culture in Activision Blizzard in a uh, in a quick amount of time. To which I have bad news for Bobby Kotick: the call <laughs> is coming from inside of the house. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, Bobby. Uh, I feel like you lost that fight the moment you were like, "I'm gonna make O'Neill co-president of Blizzard, but I'm not gonna pay her as much as Ibarra." Like this is uh, again, he's essentially saying, "I will leave Activision Blizzard if me, Bobby Kotick, can't find a way to quickly remove me." Bobby Kotick from Activision Blizzard. <laughs> it was the cause of many of these problems uh, um, that, that we're running into. I I 
do feel like we um we we got to touch on the very like the 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 sad low that this is now turned into where Activision has um formed quote today has formed a workplace responsibility committee <laughs> which is led by two current members of the board which will apparently oversee the company's progress in successfully implementing its new policies procedures and commitments to improve workplace culture and eliminate all forms of harassment and discrimination at the company um this yeah is, so this, uh, this this is in the wake by the way uh, so like when when this news dropped the activision employees staged a very quick like impromptu walkout to to call attention to it um and they were like you know they were like oh we've got this new zero tolerance policy Activision said to their employees and, and Activision employees were like, cool. So under that zero tolerance policy, like Bobby Kotick shouldn't be employed by Activision anymore. Right. And they're like, well, well, hmm. no, not Bobby Kotick. You see, because we don't have proof that he did these things, except for, of course, Bobby Kotick's acknowledgement that he regrets <laughs> that these things happened uh, in the past, which is a tacit admission uh, of proof that these alleged incidents actually did happen yeah um this committee sounds very stupid um first of all a, a two-member committee is laughable in in any Yo, case it's not a committee it's <laughs> two people um <laughs> so <laughs> it's, a fi- it's a fire it's a fireside chat is what it is <laughs> <laughs> the, the committee will require management to develop key performance indicators or other means to measure progress and ensure accountability. The chief executive officer, Bobby Kotick, along with the chief people officer and chief compliance officer, will provide frequent progress reports to the committee, which will regularly brief the full board. The committee is allowed to retain outside consultants, through, including independent legal counsel, to assist in this work. So to break that down into plain speak, the committee, which again, two people who are on the board will brief the board of which Kotick is a member and they're allowed to consult outside advisors, but there's no input from like any of the thousands of people in their own workforce who are the ones being affected by this. <laughs> Capitalism. This is incredible. Like, like this is, this is an incredible fucking uh, turn of events. Uh, that's happened here. Uh, of course, th- of course, the fish uh, is rotting straight from the head. Uh, as it, no one should be shocked at this at all. Like, like I was actually more shocked before when things didn't come out about Bobby Kotick. Like, I was like, oh man, I'm surprised that that guy, that that dude of all people, kept his nose clean because normally we, f- you know, we hear horror stories about like people in high ranking positions. Nope, turns out, nope. <laughs> tur- nope. turns out, just as bad. Um, yeah. Now, the good news is one thing that's different that I can't ever recall ever happening, honestly, um, in any previous incident like this, uh, is all three of the big uh, console manufacturing companies, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, uh, have all come out with statements really condemning this report and even more importantly, condemning Activision's response to the report. Uh Worth noting that none of these companies, I say for maybe Sony, mm-hmm. the the statements have not been public. These have all been internal communications Correct. within staff. 
Um, but yeah, Doug, Doug Bowser at Nintendo has called it um, distressing and disturbing, saying that the issues at Activision run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. Um, Phil Spencer said uh, this type of behavior has no place in our industry and that he was disturbed and deeply troubled. Uh, also saying that uh, Microsoft would make, quote, ongoing proactive adjustments to its relationship with Activision moving forward. Um, and uh, Jim Ryan at PlayStation uh, said that uh, Activision has not done enough to address a deep-seated culture of discrimination and harassment. And PlayStation has reached out to Activision uh, to express their concern and to ask them how they plan on addressing uh, the claims uh, also saying that their statements so far do not properly address the situation. So, yeah, everybody fucking hates Activision right now. <laughs> yeah, but do they hate them enough to pull these games off of their storefront? Probably That's not. what I want. Right. Like, it, that, it, like Mike, Mike you'd, have, sounds... you'd, have to do, you'd have to do something crazy, like release a video game in a buggy, in a buggy mess to get people to pull, <laughs> to pull stuff from, from marketplaces. A little, a little sexual harassment, a little, you know, a little threatening to kill somebody, a little cover I, up of, <laughs> of rape. That's, that's not going to cut the I think. Anybody. I think if more specifics come out about the board and sort of what the board has done to cover up this stuff for years um, and to, to cover for, for Kotick, it wouldn't surprise me if one of the three said, we will not be approving any more Activision games for our platform until XYZ changes are made, at which point I think the other two would follow suit. Mm -hmm. I just don't know who would be the first to do it. It's tough though, man. That's a lot of money to leave on the table for your principles. If you're a big giant corporation, I mean, like I said, if you're if you're Sony, are you really going to sacrifice that Call of Duty money for a year? You know what I mean? It it, it only works if, here's, if everyone here's does it together. My question is: it, like, I don't, I have no idea of the financial situation. Like, I don't know how much money Sony gets mm -hmm. from the sales of uh, Call 30, of Duty. Thirty percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, like that's it's sizable. Yeah, that's it's not an insignificant number because Call of Duty, no. even though it's out of our, you know, sphere, basically, is still one of the top selling games uh, every year with normies, you know, so like it's it's people are still buying it. Um, Warzone still, you know, is doing a ton of business and, and people are spending a lot of money on that as well. So mm -hmm. it's not a simple decision to just be able to be like, oh, we're not going to we're not going to carry their games. I don't I don't think it'll get to that point, honestly. Um, I think if it did get to that point, I think you would see the board uh, I mean, moving a little bit quicker. <laughs> that's how you that's how you affect change, man. These people yeah. only care about the bottom, the the, the bottom line. And um, and look, I get it. I, you know, from a from a corporatist standpoint, like like, yeah, you, this is wrong. But like it's my job to make money for a company. Right. Like I get the dilemma. Like I'm not one of those people that's just like, you know, fuck profits. Like I live in the real world. Like I understand how this works. Um, it just feels disingenuous to say stuff like that. But at the same time, you have to say stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah. and you have to put it out there. So look, I don't know what the answer is other than somebody's got to, somebody's got to take a stand and, and affect this corporation's bottom line. And if it means, Stop 
um, um, don't put these games on your storefront, uh, not even permanently through the holiday season when yeah. everyone is buying games. Like, don't don't put the store, put the put the games back up on the storefront in February. Or I wonder if they would pause any new games from hitting it. Not that that they wouldn't remove Call of Duty and, and what's on yeah, there look, now. Yeah, you're, but you're that, but that they would say we are not <laughs> right. Or, or that they would say we will not approve any new products from Activision Blizzard until XYZ has been addressed at the company. Yeah. Um, Which seems I mean, like a middle ground that would still allow them to make the Call of Duty money. <laughs> yeah, but, like that's the thing, right? Like, like who cares? Call of Duty just came out, right? Like that that's our that's our big nut for the year, right? Right. So, but that would still fucking scare the board into some action, I think. I think so. I to, think to so. be like, oh, we can't publish any of our games. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I also th- I, I also just find it really funny how like people who have never been checked, right? Who have no checks and balances, when they get checked, their idea is to like self-regulate in the in the just half ass most half-assed way possible. Like, man, uh, 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 I I kind of uh, people think I messed up. Okay, Brad, I need you to check on me and make sure that I don't mess up. <laughs> and then Carrie, you check on Brad, and then I'm gonna check on you, Carrie, and then we're just all good. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, and that's the thing that boggles. Back. That's the thing that boggles my mind. So, if you're Activision, and you say to your employees that we want to make a better workplace, we want it to be a better working environment, and you continue to keep this guy on in the wake of all these things that we have found out, like you're just pissing in people's faces at that point. And while it may not have a immediate effect on your bottom line to, to turn to, you know, turn that cheek. It will have a long-term effect because you are going to have people that are talented that are just like, I'm not going to work for this fucking company. They're going to, that are going to go probably get paid more money at another developer. You're going to have trouble bringing in top talent to replace them. And over time, because of this, the quality of your products will go down which will then hurt your bottom line. Like, like, like it, it is, there's a long tail to this. And that just tells me that they really don't give a shit. Um, as long as call of duty and blizzard and King and, and all, and the, the, the little other companies that, and, and properties underneath their umbrella just continue printing money. They don't really care about the quality of work they're putting out. They don't really care about the caliber of talent that they can get into the company. If you're not willing to take this shit seriously. Um, and, and, and I just like I said, it, it, it boggles my mind that the board's immediate response to this wasn't, wow, this is pretty serious, but ah, this, this article in the wall street journal completely mischaracterized uh, Bobby Kotick, who is our fearless leader that stood at the helm of this company for 30 years. And how dare they impugn this man's dignity? Oh, he admitted to all these things. Yes, but that was in the past. We're looking forward, not backward. We, we need to make sure that we keep our eyes focused on the future and making the billions and billions of dollars that we want to continue to, to, to put in our, in our coffers. Uh, every single year it's 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 just completely disrespectful to your associates uh it's completely disrespectful to the people who purchase your products uh and and who patronize your company 
And until Bobby Kotick is gone, I just don't see how this situation will tangibly improve. And and no. we're probably not going to see like this probably isn't the end of what we're going to discover uh, with Bobby Kotick specifically. It's not like the journal dug up all that there is to see. I'm sure there's. Plenty oh, more. no. Yeah, that's still. No, I, I'm I. I forget who who it was. One of my friends was like, how long until you think it's just exposed that he's basically the Weinstein of the video game industry. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, knowing the kind of personality that dude has, knowing the kind of money that that dude has and knowing that he has been um, established as far as having a pattern of covering up um, sexual assault allegations within his company. Um, yeah. No, none of that would surprise me. So. Jesus. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, and not the only, uh, news in this style this week, uh, because no. now it's Sony's turn, uh, to stand at the front of the, of the range, uh, and a former IT, a security analyst that worked for PlayStation uh, has filed a lawsuit against Sony in California, alleging gender discrimination and wrong for termination after speaking up about, quote, discrimination against females uh, at PlayStation. Uh, she says that the uh, company violated the Equal Pay Act in the United States, saying that they discriminated against female employees uh, in compensation and promotion and subjects them to work work culture, sorry, predominated by men, uh, that she was ignored by a manager who only responded to men and was passed over for promotions and terminated this year after submitting a gender bias complaint, and that other women at PlayStation struggled to get promoted uh, at the same rate as men. Yeah. Um, the um, I think the guy who wrote this story for Axios, yes, Stephen Totillo, mm -hmm. um, he separately tweeted out something directly from the suit, which I really want to point out, saying that um, in 2021, the plaintiff submitted a signed statement to Sony detailing the gender bias she experienced at Sony. Soon after that, she ex received a letter that she was being terminated. The notification from Sony stated that it was eliminating a certain department and that the plaintiff would be terminated because that department was being eliminated. However, this was a false basis to terminate her because she was not even a member of the department being dissolved. So she complains about gender bias at the company and then Sony fires her saying, we're doing this because we got rid of this department but she didn't work for the department that they apparently got rid of. Like they're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just, wow, man. So, I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll see if Sony has learned the lesson that so many of these companies have failed to so far. So hopefully they, uh, they cooperate with this investigation that they take swift action when the findings are revealed and that they don't sit there and, and hem and haw and try to spin a different story of events. Like if, if it's found that, uh, that this former employee's claims have merit, then I sincerely hope that Sony uh, does the right thing because they've, they've been talking a lot about wanting to do the right thing. So now it's time to time to put up or shut up. Um, so yeah, more, more on this, all this stuff to come. Uh, I'm sure when we come back next week, we will have a ton more uh, Bobby Kotick news to, to share with you. I truly want that guy to go away. I've never fucking liked him. Uh, no, he fucking I don't know sucks. who has. Uh, apparently Brad Pitt did cause you know, he wanted to put him in 
in Moneyball. Oh, right. So, he was in Moneyball. Yeah. Hmm. What? Yeah. yeah he, played, he played the Oakland Athletics owner in Moneyball. He was in like two scenes, but yeah, he was in the film still. <laughs> wow. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's the that's the movie I saw on my first date with my now husband. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh let's get on to to happier topics and talk about the uh slew of games uh that we've been playing. Uh one of which will run into another story uh that we have and actually two of which will run into the other stories that we have uh in the news this week. So how about uh, we start with Micah, and Micah can talk about his impressions of the Grand Theft Auto. Uh, <laughs> I, so, like, I tried to parse out what this entire acronym was. So I think it's Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, San Andreas, the definitive edition, correct? That is correct. I was thinking wow. of adding, uh, a.k.a. Uh, what happens when nostalgia uh, comes and hits you right in the face. Uh, because, look, these things... These things play exactly like they did 20 years ago. Has it been yeah, 20 that, years? That and tracks. I would I would say for better or worse, but in this case, I think it's definitively for worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Grand Theft Auto 3, because it's three Vice City and San Andreas, right? For this yeah. trilogy. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't the, buy this, by the way. I didn't buy it. It's on, it's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not throwing $20 away for a 20-year-old gussied up uh, Try $60, Micah. You can't yeah. buy them individually? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. I think I think you have to oh. buy the uh the full the whole shebang, basically. Yeah. No, no. GTA I, 3 came out in 2001. Wow. Vice City came out in 2002, San Andreas 04. So, yeah. The years start coming and they don't stop coming, Micah. <laughs> Goodness great. Yeah, yeah. I had to cut this down because it was getting a little too prominent, all the grace. Um, <laughs> yeah, JT, GTA uh, plays exactly like you, th- you remember it. Uh, except for, like, some of the aiming. Like, some of the aiming is a little better, right? Mm-hmm. But but other than that, it plays exactly the same. Uh, warts and jank and all, right? Um, the Except issue, these are somehow jankier, right? Like, it just, it, it looks worse, right? <laughs> like, because they, they're trying to, they're trying to keep the, the same charm, right? I get it. So you have to keep the same art style. But it looks, it looks worse. The, the thing that they've really done is they've adjusted some of the lighting, and they've removed like any uh, draw distance is better, um, but other than that, I mean it's the same. It's the same game. Like I played, I played maybe five missions, and I'm like, I don't want to go through all this again. So um, what's it, what's interesting? So apparently, what they did, and they didn't confirm this, but this is this is people that know about this stuff are saying, no, this is definitely what they did. Is when when they remastered it, the way that they remastered it is instead of going in and like touching up the assets by hand, essentially they let a computer do it. Basically they ran, ran it through an <laughs> algorithm and let the computer when it wasn't sure what it was supposed to do. guess As, as to what <laughs> something was supposed to be. So you had like a lot of instances where like certain businesses um, were named, like had like joke names in the game 
that the computer got rid of the joke name because it didn't understand like yeah, what it was the computer trying to doesn't do. know what humor is right so it's just like no it should be this is what it should be based on what i understand you know based on how i understand these things work and like a lot of the characters some i should say a lot some of the character models like there's a couple characters in san andreas especially who look completely different than how mm-hmm. they did in san andreas and for the worse by the way like like the the character models in san andreas may have been low res but they looked good uh, these character models are higher resolution, but they look like fucking shit. Like, like yeah, it, looks, man. it looks really fucking <laughs> bad. Um, not only that, but when they launched the game on PC, they took down the original versions of these games that you used to be able to buy on PC. So they kind of like did the Warcraft Reforged thing where there's like, ah, this is the version now that you must play uh, if you want to play all of these games. And then since they ran, since they did the web, the, the purchase through the rockstar launcher and then the rockstar launcher crashed, you basically (laughs) couldn't play the games on PC uh, when they first released. Now they've since in the wake of all the issues uh, re uploaded the previous uh, iterations of the game so that now you can go back and purchase the original versions uh, if you want to, if you want a solid gaming experience that isn't full of bugs and garbage, because while the, th- while they did uh, improve the resolution of the game, they really didn't fix any of the bugs. Like all, all the existing code is still there. So all of the problems that the games had yeah. still exist. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't do anything to it. Like this was a, this is a big waste, man. Like this is a really big disappointment. And um, yeah, I just, um, this, this feels like a cash grab. And I would rather this just not come out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and just work on whatever you're working on. You know, if there is going to be another grand theft auto, like just, just kind of say, Hey, we're going to do that. We'll see you in three to four years. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Right. This just feels, this feels cheap. Um, it, it feels late. It feels like somebody just kind of, just kind of hurry up and kind of rush through some homework and just threw it in there. And then they have the nerve to charge $60 and you can't buy the games a la carte, even though they're distributing them a la carte through different um, 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 uh, subscription-based channels, right? Like I think PlayStation now, you could play Grand Theft Auto 3, but you can't play the other ones. Uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass, you could play San Andreas, but you can't play the other ones. Like, what are you doing, yo? I, I just and the, no, and the thing that's the most it. perplexing about it is that this was a complete unforced error. Like, no, like there was not a huge amount of public pressure from the, the from the general gaming public that was like, "Hey, you need to release remasters of the of the PS2 era <laughs> GTA games." And not only did they like release them in this state, but they released them like with no turnaround. Like they just announced these two weeks ago. And then, right. and then they just dropped them out. They're like, here. And people were like, here you okay. go. Like, I guess like these. here's some garbage. Yeah. And then like when, yeah. they, when they saw what we, we had, like people were like, why did you, why did you do this? Like, like you didn't need to do this. This <laughs> like, why are, why are you shooting yourself in the foot? Because like Micah said, now you just look greedy as shit. Right. And, you, know, I... and you look incompetent over something right. that no one needed you to do. No one asked you for this. <laughs> Where where are the people that were banging on you know on Twitter every day being like I need the Vice City remaster now I need it now like like I need to play these old jank games that are 
very much 2002 video games. Yeah, man. Like, I, like I'm not denying these games impact on the gaming industry, but like we have evolved guys. And it's not like going back and watching an old film, right? <laughs> Like, because, like, no, going back and like playing a video game from 20 years ago can be a very janky, nostalgia ruining experience. Um, yeah, people didn't want to go back and play the original Mass Effect the way that it originally was played. And these no. are Mass Effect fans, right? Like, like they had to make some up, some serious updates. Um, so yeah, what a waste! What a uh, just what a waste! It's not even a disappointment because, like you said. No one was anticipating it. It's just a waste. <laughs> um, what's not a waste uh, is Ruined King. Um, yeah, this very, is a- I'm very curious about this because I'd heard about it. I don't know jack shit about the Runeterra universe, um, but so, but the game has good pedigree. So I'm 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 curious to know. Look, I don't know a goddamn thing about League of Legends. <laughs> All I know is Riot is. Oh, it's is, bad. Riot is they they are they are going full court press to try and get the league brand out there, right? There's a there's a league uh uh show on Netflix. They're there's going full court press to try and get people to forget about their own sexual harassment allegations from a couple I mean, of years ago. I, I mean, I I mean, look, if you put look, if you put out worth worth products, noting if, some of the people who were at the cent- center of those allegations still work for the company. They didn't. I mean, look, they didn't really fix anything there. People look, just sort of forgot about it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do this as a as a smoke pellet, like squirrel, right? Like <laughs> at least, at least they're making really good games. I, I, you know, that's I'm I'm half joking there, but these these games are good. Um, Airship Syndicate is uh, the developers of this game, and um, I I I I really enjoy their games. Um, it's a company founded by comic book artist Joe Matarera. Um, and they've done Battle Chasers, Night War, which is uh, another turn-based RPG. They did Darksiders Genesis, which is like a Diablo-style game in the Darksiders universe. And they've done Ruined King. I really, really like this game. And I, I really like all their games. Um, this is a, a turn-based RPG with uh, a bunch of league characters. I don't know who they are, but they look pretty because this dude's art uh, speaks to me. Um, and and it plays like a, it plays like what I think a modern uh, take on a turn-based RPG is. So battles aren't, you can't just like blow through battles, right? Each battle mm-hmm. feels like, like they are uh, not important, but not mind numbing um and they there's a there's a couple different systems at play so you have the traditional like turn bar right like there's there's icons at the bottom of the screen to tell you when your turn is and you can see uh who's on the bars each bar consists of three lanes and you have multiple attacks you have standard attacks and you have special abilities your special abilities take a certain amount of time. So they take a certain amount of space on the lane for you to be able to cast, right? So let's say I have I am it's my turn. There's an enemy right coming up next, but the thing that I want to do has a long cast time. Well, I won't be able to use it until after that enemy takes his turn, right? 
However, you can, there are three lanes. There's a normal lane, a fast lane, and a power lane. Fast lane, you get to move quicker, but your uh, attack does less damage and the opposite for the power lane. Then, so that, so you can, you can pick and choose how you want to come at any fight, right? Then there is another system where if you step in a hazard while you initiate fight a fight, then that hazard acts like a, like a gauge that kind of comes, uh, uh, you can see the gauge and you have to position how you want to approach your attacks so that you don't want to step in the hazard or you could push enemies in the hazard. Then there's another gauge that's very similar, but it's a wild card thing. And it's a boon, but it's a boon for everyone. So it's, it, it's a, I don't know if I'm making sense trying to explain it, but it's a, it's a really, really fun system. And if you like turn-based, like methodical um, turn-based RPGs, yeah, give it a shot, man. Um, I, I'm really digging it. I really like some of the characters. One of them is like, what if Black Panther worshipped a Kraken instead of a, <laughs> instead of a panther? Um, and some of the uh, some of the classes are kind of different takes on your classic Trinity, the RPG Trinity, right? Like that 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 one woman who is like the, the she worships a Kraken. She's like a tank, right? Like she has traditional tanky abilities, but she also heals. Meanwhile, you get another tank who's like who he's like a tank but like a like a like a, a red mage to use final fantasy parlance there's uh there's the samurai dude who's all about like uh uh quick hits uh and and it's it's really good man like if i'm i'm super i haven't been jazzed about a game like this in a while so if you dig the stuff that i'm into um give it a shot it's like 30 bucks but um i yeah i really enjoy it so micah before we talk about the next game on your list why don't you tell the fine listeners how else they can experience more tnp studios content you can uh you can experience all of our content uh by going to well first of all you can look at uh you can look at us you can look at Brad and his new camera setup. You can look at Carrie and her her lovely cat. Is that my Zelda son, or Ganon? My son is here. This is Ganon. Ganon. Yes. Do you, do, is He's it being is it sh- a, a needy child tonight? Is it short for Ganondorf or you just old just, school Ganon? Just Ganon. Okay. And you can see me in my work attire, uh, <laughs> in my casual work attire. Um, you can do that by going to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Uh, do us a favor. When you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels, click subscribe and then click the bell uh, and like it because all that stuff helps us Um, because YouTube is kind of weird. So all that stuff helps us. So do it. Um, Subscribe to all of our uh, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema. We just did. uh, We just recorded uh, King Richard uh, all about um, the uh, the father and the father of Venus and Serena and how he kind of spurred them to be the dominant athletes that they are today. Um, Coming distractions and the weekly preview episode of the look forward political podcast. That's not enough. 
Uh, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium and for $5 a month or $50 for the full year, you get access to the premium slate of con- uh, content, including the airing of grievances. Uh, we just did one of my favorite episodes entitled The Calzone. Um, <laughs> no Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, which um, someone uh, tagged me on Facebook and said, I need Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4 stat. So wow. uh, Brad and I will will try to schedule something soon. Uh, upstage conversation. Uh, look, New I episode tell of that you, finally came out. Yeah, and Jade really didn't want to do it. He really didn't want to do it. It was his idea. It was his idea. Well, <laughs> yeah, Jade, it was his idea. He was like, "I really want to do an episode of Upstage about Rocky Horror Picture Show because I fucking hate that movie." And I was like, yep. "Cool, that'll be fun." And then, like, he dodged me for six weeks he trying to schedule it. it. He really it, didn't want to do it. It was like it was like the end of the graduate, man. Like <laughs> he was like he made this commitment and he was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast now on video. It's true. Mm. It's true. So uh now before we get into this next uh game from Micah, allow me to set the stage because this was the other weird story that happened a couple weeks ago. So like out of the blue, out of the blue, uh, the weekend uh, around like, you know, the 11th, 12th of November, give or take, there was scuttlebutt from people on the Internet that Halo multiplayer might release on Tuesday the 15th for Xbox's 20th anniversary. Now, Microsoft did not announce this. There was no lead up to it. There were just these like weird breadcrumbs that were laid around various points on the internet that people discovered and found up and were trying to data mine and this set of the other thing. And so like the prominent like games journalists were just like, this seems like it's true, but Microsoft won't comment and there's not enough proof here. And then like, as the day we're on Friday, they're like, we're pretty sure this is true. <laughs> like, like, like it, but there was no confirmation. So Fast forward to the 15th um, where Microsoft was celebrating their 20th anniversary or Xbox, I should say, was celebrating their 20th anniversary. uh, And they released this like um, 25 minute video talking about, you know, the history of Xbox and this other thing and casually dropped in the middle of this video was, oh, and by the way, uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer uh, is released in open beta starting right now. And so now... Uh, if you have Games Pass, or even if you don't, because it's an open beta, uh, you can play Halo Infinite online right now. And apparently, it's very good. Yeah, That's you should play it. <laughs> you should play it. It's fun, man. It's fun. It's very good. Um, it just it feel it just feels good to play. Like I'm not like a first person shooter like connoisseur, right? So I don't uh, I don't know how to necessarily describe my experience other than I'm having a good time with it. And that should tell you something because I don't play multiplayer games like that. Right. Like I play, I, I usually do like a horde mode or whatever, but, um, but I am enjoying this very, very much. This looks, um, it, it feels good, right? It feels everything is, everything feels the way it's supposed to, right? Characters don't feel floaty. Characters don't feel too fast. Um, it feels like, you know, time to kill feels good. You know what I mean? Um, I found a couple weapons that I like. Um, 
I I don't know, man. I I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. Uh, I'm be curious to see what like people who are like hardcore competitive, you know, multiplayer shooters what they what they say about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm having a good time, and I don't play these games, man. So I know there was some issue with uh, with um, the battle pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never know because I'm not gonna get the battle pass Is, like I that's thought it was, tell I you thought it was free i i know there's an option where you can buy something and i'm just like oh nope. it's 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 so it's probably it's so most battle passes micah if you don't mess with these too much they most battle passes have like a two track system where there's a free track and then in addition to the free track when you level up there's a paid optional track that gives you bonus rewards essentially okay. So like so like you you all you always get stuff for free, but if you want even more stuff, you can pay them you know ten dollars a month or whatever it is. Um, okay. In order to do it now now the the thing with the Halo battle passes is that they apparently never expire. So like if you buy a battle pass or the premium battle pass for Halo Infinite, it's not like when this season ends that you know if you miss it you know whatever you whatever stuff you didn't earn. Well, too bad. Like, you're fucked. You're not going to be able to get it now. Apparently, that's not how it works. Um, Apparently, like, once you own a battle pass, you'll own it forever, and you can still earn experience towards it, in addition to the whatever other new battle pass will come out. So, potentially, you could, like, have multiple battle passes running simultaneously. Um, The issue, apparently, is that they have made all the way to gain XP in the battle pass completely based around like challenges in the game and not necessarily earning XP just for playing the game, which is typically how most battle passes work. So like, it's not just play Halo infinite and you'll level up. It's do these very specific things and you'll gain experience points. And a lot of people did not care for that. Uh, And they said that they're going to make adjustments to it. They've already made some small tweaks, uh, but they plan on doing like a full sale adjustment. I think that the challenge is that they, like this first season of infinite since this is in beta right now is apparently supposed to last until may. So they wanted to make sure they, they didn't have a battle pass that people would like blaze through in a week and then be like, well now I don't have any progression that I'm earning. Um, But I think they swung a little too hard (laughs) in in, in the, in that direction. Uh, And they need to find a happier middle ground. Yeah. I know some of them are just like play a match. You know what I mean? Yeah. But some of them get uh, some of them get uh, a little more complicated, like gets like specific like kills with like grenades or something like that. Yeah. Like I can't remember them <laughs> off the top of my head. But, yeah, they're 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 challenges. And um, and I think you only have a certain amount of challenges in a day in a okay. 24 hour period that you can do. I think don't don't quote me on it. I, I just wanted to hop in and start playing. Um, But, yeah, I look, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm kind of excited. That's cool. Um, for for this game not and enough per- necessarily to buy a battle pass but yeah apparently the campaign solid too that comes out on december 8th so a couple weeks away uh they did announce that the co-op campaign will not be available until may so that's a bit of a bummer but uh whatever you got to do to get the game looking good and out on time uh is yeah. is all right by me and i think it's all right yep. by most people apparently uh the campaign from what i've heard from folks that have gotten to preview it is also pretty decent as well so halo fans rejoice uh, your king has returned home. Um, right. I will uh, l- actually let me kick it over to you, Carrie, because you're still playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei five. Yeah. Curious to know more about that. Yeah, um, it's good. 
uh yeah i I started playing a couple weeks ago and um yeah it's uh it very much feels like a shin megami tensei game but it feels um feels it feels contemporary in ways that i wasn't expecting like having a big open world that's like actually an open world rather than um like segmented little areas with a shitty overworld map because i gotta tell you there's nothing worse in the shin megami tensei series than the overworld maps they are all terrible um but thankfully smt5 really limits the uh the amount of time you spend on the true like overworld um yeah it's uh it it sure is a Shin Megami Tensei game. Um, in in every way, you are a high school student and you get transported to the netherworld called Dot. And um, you fuse with a demon to create a being known as the Nahobino. And you decide whether or not you're going to promote law and order and God's will or uh chaos um that like all shin megami tensei games it has always been about law versus chaos rather than good versus evil um and laws laws sometimes the sort of correct decision um it is often not um you fairly frequently have to attack and dethrone god over the course of the shin megami tensei games (laughs) 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 and five is no exception um I'm playing the game on normal because I decided to love myself a little bit. But even then, <laughs> I'll just, you know, I'll be in the middle of a regular ass fight and I'll miss and I'll lose my turn and I'll get fucking mollywopped with a critical by something on the opposing party and it'll be a game over and I'll have to go back <laughs> and do something over again. Um that's just that's just how it be sometimes in Shimagami Tensei. Um, that's happened about four or five times now, where it's like I'm not even losing to bosses. I'm like I'm losing to like fucking Mothman in the overworld, <laughs> just on a critical hit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. If um, it it does feel like a good stepping stone. If you have otherwise only played the Persona titles, it is not nearly as difficult as, say, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Um, It is still more of a challenge than any of the Persona games would ever be. Um, I I would equate Shin Megami Tensei 5 on normal to playing Persona 5 on hard. Um, That's just... That's just how it is. Um, you do still have the like the the demon negotiation system um, to get new party members, and you do the fusion stuff, which is seen in the Persona series as well. Um, the difference is far more frequently in Shin Megami Tensei, the demon will be like, "You'll give me twenty dollars. You'll give me some items. Yeah. <laughs> you give me half your HP." Okay, fuck you. Thanks. Bye. And then just leave. And that's just <laughs> takes place in. Downtown Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You're like trying to make friends and you get shook down by a demon with his dick out. And yeah, that sounds like downtown Baltimore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I've been sort of going back and forth between SMT five and final fantasy 14. Cause and Walker comes out in a couple weeks. Um, so I'm trying to get some friends caught up with stuff in that, on uh, in, in FF 14. So, um, yeah, when I'm when I'm playing a single player game, I'm playing SMT five. Otherwise, I'm playing FF fourteen right now. So, very cool. Uh, I am kind of at the point. So, if there's not a big fall release, um, and there wasn't for me this year, Deathloop was the last like new release game that I bought, and that was a couple months ago. At this point, um, I do two things. Uh, I clear out games out of my backlog that have been sitting and, and waiting, uh, and I budget. I start budget shopping. And buy indie games that are on sale and cheap. And I've been doing uh, quite a bit of that uh, in the past couple of weeks. I've, I've been getting back into to Hollow Knight um, and trying to play through that because I've been jonesing for more Metroidvania uh, style gameplay after beating Metroid Dread. Uh, and I'm finding Hollow Knight much more enjoyable than I ever have previously. Uh, it's still a very difficult game, but it's been a lot more fun this time. Uh, I bought Tetris Effect on sale. Uh, I like the new multiplayer mode uh looking forward to playing that one day after taking an edible with my rgb setup in my office because i think that'll be really fun uh and then i've also uh spent some money uh on the stores and uh i'm going to talk first about a game we've talked about on the show before uh but i finally picked up outriders on ps5 because it was 20 dollars, and i was like well fuck it why not they just added a new uh dlc uh content for free to the game uh, it seems like a good time to get into Outriders and God damn it. Outriders is actually pretty fucking fun so far. I've put in about uh, four or five hours. Um, well, the thing I like about Outriders compared to other looters is that Outriders is really begging you to play it uh, aggressively. So like it, it's it's in the game. There's like a lot of cover because it's a third person cover based shooter. Uh, but the cover is for your adversaries. The cover is not there for you. You're supposed to run up in people's faces and and be aggressive and attack with your abilities because every one of the classes in the game has a way that they can earn health and overshield based on fighting a certain way. So, like, I'm using the trickster, which is the melee uh, class in the game, and it gives you health back for getting close range kills. So it doesn't do me a damn bit of good to stand at the back of the battlefield, popping up over cover with a long rifle. I need to get in people's faces. I need to use like my, my, you know, time warp skill to slow people down before shotgunning them and use my temporal blade to like immediately cut through ads and, and do all this other stuff. Um, I've been enjoying the game. Uh, the story is very like B movie sci-fi, but it's B movie sci-fi in the best way. Like I actually quite enjoy how the main character that you portray is written um, and, and how he's voice acted, even though the voice actor, I don't think is very good. I think not getting a good voice actor is actually to this game's benefit for this main character. <laughs> Because because it gives it that very like you know Saturday afternoon serial show kind of vibe, which is which is yeah. really awesome <laughs> with this. Um, 
very robust crafting system, um, which which is pretty cool. So the stuff that they added to the game, um, first of all, they added a, a transmog system, uh, which is accessible from the jump. And they made it a point to say, uh, this is simple. You don't have to go mining for superfluous resources. You don't have to, like, it's not limited. It doesn't cost money. There's no microtransactions. It's just, hey, once you pick up an item, whether you dismantle that item right away or whether you keep it forever, uh, you can use its appearance on any other weapon in the same class in the game. So like if you have a shotgun that like an exotic shotgun that looks really cool, but you don't like the perks on it, you can put that on that look on the most busted ass shotgun in the game if you want to. And the busted ass shotgun will still perform the same, but it'll look cool as shit. Um, same thing with armor. You can use armor. Uh, you can use the look of armor across different classes and stuff like that as well. They don't give a shit. It's fucking carte blanche, which is pretty neat. Um, the end game system uh, is also modified. So the, the end game activity that was in Outriders uh, are these things. I think they're called excursions or expeditions. I can't remember uh, what what the term is. Um, but in when the game first came out, they the best loot was predicated on finishing them uh, as fast as possible. So what that did is had a knock on effect to basically make it so that damage builds were the only really viable builds in the game. Because if you wanted to get the best loot, you had to just max out your DPS as much as possible. And so if you were like a tank or a healer, nobody wanted to play with you uh, in these end game modes, because if you weren't contributing to blo- to killing the bad guys, then you were wasting everybody's time and get the fuck out of here. So they made it. So now, that that those uh those activities are not timed anymore. Uh they still have timing in them so that you can just for bragging rights, but you get the loot just for uh completing the the expedition uh in the first place, which is cool. Uh they also added four new ones to the game immediately. I don't know uh how many uh there were in the game before. I think it was like a dozen before. So now I think they're up to 16. Um and apparently the four new ones kind of take advantage of using like they encourage you to use different builds the way that they're laid out. So that's, I think pretty nifty as well. Uh, and there's apparently an, uh, ex- a DLC content coming out for the game next year. So they're working on that right now too. So Hey, 20 bucks on PlayStation right now. It's a good time to get an outriders. If you haven't messed with it, uh, if you're a fan of looters, uh, it's a great low pressure looter. Like it doesn't have these daily tasks that you need to go in there and complete every day, you know, to feel like you're accomplishing something in the game. It's just fun to go in there and fuck around. Um, the other games that I purchased, so the, the steam world series of games have always been a series that's been on my periphery. Um, but I've never really looked into them. And then last week on the switch, all of those games were on a pretty fair discount. So I just fucking bought them all. Cause I was like, I've heard good things. Uh, let's fucking go. And as it turns out, so even though all these steam world games have, the same, or I shouldn't say the same, they have a similar overarching theme. The games are actually very different from one another uh, in terms of their style. So start with the one I like the most, uh, Steam World Dig 2. Uh, the, the elevator pitch for this game, imagine a Metroid-style game combined with Dig Dug, because that's basically what Steam World, 2, Steam World Dig 2 is. Um, it's a game where you are digging through this like subterranean system in order to find uh, like different minerals and jewels and stuff like that, uh, that you explore. And then you go back to the surface to sell them so that you can buy upgrades and buy, you know, 
better weapons and 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 you also are searching metroid style for new weapons and new abilities through the game there is a plot um and there is a fair amount of combat in the game as well uh the combat's probably the weakest point like the best part of the game is the exploration discovering the new areas uh trying to like maximize your your build um it's just a really fun game. The art, the art style's not uh, really nice. Uh, the characters are written humorously. Um, doesn't take itself very seriously whatsoever. Uh, I couldn't put this game down uh, last weekend. Like I, I, I was pretty much playing it all weekend. Um, I beat it uh, in about six hours. Like it could be a pretty short game if you if you blaze through it. Um, I'm far from 100% completion because, like I said, they have uh, different things, you can, knickknacks you can pick up, and they have these uh, caves that are essentially puzzle rooms that you'll discover as you go that have rewards at the end of them. Uh, that's pretty nippy as well. There's a ton of different areas in the game to explore. Um, a very surprisingly good game, SteamWorld Dig 2. I, I didn't get the first one because I figured I would just start with the sequel. They don't really require you having played the previous one to get into this. Uh, but that's my favorite of the ones that I played so far. Uh, second favorite would probably be SteamWorld Heists, And I was a little surprised about this one because I wasn't really expecting to dig this based on what it was. So SteamWorld Heist is a 2D uh, tactical shooter. So you are taking a party of between one and four of these robots and you'll recruit new robots as you go. Um, they have... It's very similar to XCOM in the way that, you know, different classes have different abilities and you can get different weapons to equip them with, which will give them further abilities or enhanced movement or healing powers. But it's done on a 2D um, playing field, essentially. And the 2D part of it is actually kind of my favorite because XCOM can get a little overwhelming sometimes with how many angles you have to worry about covering and the fact that you have to worry about not only the entire space around you, but also vertically in XCOM as well. So really there's like four dimensions in XCOM that you have to, that you have to concern yourself with. Uh, and what's cool about steam world heist is because it's 2d uh, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit simpler, but also because these battles all take place within uh, spaceships, like it's got like a space, you know, like a space opera kind of theme to it in a couple ways. You can actually bounce bullets off of surfaces. So like you can try to line up shots that are angled, um, you know, to reflect off of, you know, the walls or ceilings behind your adversary uh, and hit them in the back, which gives you bonus damage or shoot them through floors or, you know, blow up red barrels and, and things of that nature to try to kill them as well. Um, this one has a little bit more meat on the bones uh, than SteamWorld Dig does. Uh, I'm about seven or eight hours into it, and I think I'm only about maybe two-thirds of the way through the game at this point. There's quite a few missions, and obviously since it's a tactical shooter of this type, uh, it's got a ranking system. So the better you do, uh, you know, the more swag you get, the more rewards. Um, it also forces you to contend with very limited inventory because you have to buy uh, storage space essentially. And it's at a premium, uh, just in terms of availability. So you're constantly getting new weapons and new items and cycling out old ones and selling those, um, fun game. Like I said, steam world heist is, is pretty good as well, especially if you're looking for kind of a new twist on the tactical shooter genre. Uh, finally, uh, still a good game, but the one that I have enjoyed the least, uh, steam world quest. So SteamWorld Quest is a turn-based RPG, 
what makes it unique, though, is the battle system. So in SteamWorld Quest, you always run with a party of three characters. Each of those characters has an eight-card deck of cards that to create the action selection pool for your party, you shuffle that deck together and each turn you'll have a hand of six cards and you'll play three of those cards and they might be from different characters in your party or they might be from the same character from your party. And if you actually use three cards from the same character, uh, you get a, that character gets to do like a bonus action, um, which is assigned based on whatever weapon they're carrying. So that system's pretty interesting. Um, What's more interesting is the fact that you actually have this pretty wide pool of cards for each character because you only have an eight card deck, but each character you'll you'll gain more cards throughout the game. So like some of my characters have between, you know, 10, 12, 16 different cards that are available in their deck and you can kind of build how you want each character to play. And each character also has cards that synergize based on other characters that you might have in your party. So like if you play a card from one character before you play this other card, then this, then the card you play will do bonus damage. So like you're incentivized to kind of craft the decks to make your whole party work cohesively. And since you can craft them whenever you want, like you can do it in between battles, you can do it wherever um, it adds to a lot of like strategic choices that you get to make. So kind of think of like Hearthstone if Hearthstone was a turn-based uh, role-playing game in a lot of ways. So steam world quest is pretty cool. Um, it is a mechanics driven game though, because the story is kind of weak sauce and there's not much to do in the game except for, you know, go from battle to battle and, and, and fight people, which is fine. Cause that's fun. Um, but it's definitely the weakest of the three games I would say, uh, for what it is, even though I really think the battle system, uh, is, is pretty cool. And apparently there's a new steam world game coming out next year. Uh, that's an open world, uh, third person shooter. So that'll be interesting as well. Uh, but it's on my radar now because, uh, I, I find these games pretty charming and I think they're pretty good, uh, pretty good bang for buck. Uh, if you want to check them out. So that's the steam world series. Uh, you can get them on switch. You can get them on any of the systems actually, but they're perfect switch games, um, in terms of what they're doing. So they're very good. There you go. Awesome. Uh, um, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to do the, Amazon Oh, read. please, please. <laughs> Uh, go to densepixel.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon purchases. When you do, you, uh, help us out. Uh, I mean, you help out like, like evil corporations, but, um, you help us out though. So, <laughs> um, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. You know, it's a wash. Um, <laughs> go to densepixel.com slash Amazon. Go, uh, go buy yourself, uh, be like me and go buy yourself a, uh, a super cheap, uh, macro uh, lens for your camera. Um, uh, the 7 Artisan 60mm f2.8 manual APS-C prime macro lens. Uh, and take pictures of, of toys. You know, don't take pictures <laughs> of bugs. Don't, take, don't, 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 don't be like everyone else who has a macro lens and just like, hey, let's get up on this bug and take pictures of it. Nah, man. Nah. Take pictures of like cool shit. Like toys. Uh, <laughs> but you can only do that by going to densepixels.com <laughs> slash Amazon. I mean, you don't want people encroaching on your on your new uh your new side hustle, do you? No, no, because I'm not getting paid for it. So not getting paid yet. You want. Not getting paid yet. <laughs> how many how many I how got, many followers I got some, do you have I got some weeb shit you can come take some photos of, Micah. 
Ah, excellent. Uh, I don't have a lot of followers because um, it's very hard to get noticed. I'm I'm here and I'm tagging different uh, I'm tagging different um, Instagrams that like highlight and showcase like once a week. Oh, hey, if you use this tag, maybe we'll put your picture up. Uh, but apparently, all my pictures are shit, <laughs> uh, so I don't get that luxury. But that's fine. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. Very cool. That's uh, We'll, we'll talk about new releases but real quick before we get into the post office. Uh, they did re- they did announce the games with gold games that are coming out. Uh, the Escapist 2 and Orcs Must Die are available for Xbox One for the entire month of December. They're not doing the uh, the, you know, the mid month stuff for this. Or actually, I'm sorry. No, they are. Oh, they are. No, they are. Tro- Tropico 5 Penultimate Edition and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet will be. Available from December 16th to January 16th for the dozens of people who have been asking for those. Michael, is is there a reason that Tropico 5 is called the penultimate edition? Like, is there a joke in the game that corresponds to that? I uh, I think it's a I think they're making fun of Jay specifically because Jay, for the longest time, confused ultimate with penultimate. Like, <laughs> like you know, because you know how like. You know how people who want to be smart and like to like project that they're smart, but mm-hmm. they aren't use words that they don't know the meaning of, but they kind of think they know the meaning of like penultimate and like, irregardless. Pen- yes. Right. Like, like he would always use the word penultimate to mean ultimate, to mean yeah. final <laughs> pen- pen- penultimate no. is second to last. Yes. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, no one ever accused him of being uh, the salutatorian, right? Like, no, no, no. So, So, yeah. uh, When I said there wasn't any big fall releases, uh, I regret to inform all of you, I was wrong. Uh, One of the, perhaps the greatest annual release uh, on the calendar (laughs) has graced us with its presence this week. Uh, And that is Forming Simulator 22, which is coming out for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Google Stadia. Uh, it's available now as you're listening to this podcast to so go till your land uh, and grow some crops uh, in a simulating fashion uh, mm-hmm. with Farming Simulator 22, which is amazing to me that this is a game that they release every single year. Um, but, hey, I, I know that there are places in the, in the country that that game is incredibly popular. Uh, Death's Door, the indie darling that has been on Game Pass for a little while, is now coming to PC and PlayStation and I think also Switch. Um, it's available today. Uh, the Final Fantasy 14 and Walker nope. expansion was supposed to come out on November 23rd, yes. uh, but it has been delayed to <laughs> December 7th. Correct. Apparently, Games Radar did not update their new release list, so there's no. that. And then uh, Lens <laughs> Island uh, comes out on PC on November 26th. I read that as Lego Island, and I got excited for a minute because that's a game <laughs> I really liked as a kid. Um Here's a fun fact about Lego Island. Uh, the um, the soundtrack is full of bangers, mm-hmm. um, but the master tapes to the soundtrack were lost in a houseboating accident. Like but Joe the Hampton tapes, have them on his boat. the The tapes were stored on a houseboat, and the boat sank. And now the master tapes for the Lego Island soundtrack are at the bottom of the ocean somewhere. <laughs> I'm full of useless information. Post office time. So there's a couple wrestling questions and I'm going to have to defer to Micah because I got to tell you, 
<laughs> with the with the slew of of WWE releases, uh, and when I say releases, I mean like the releasing of wrestlers over the past couple of weeks. Uh, the NXT 2.0 reboot, which I have not been a fan of so far, and just the general tenor and direction uh, of WWE storytelling as of late has just really turned me off to professional wrestling uh, in general, even to AEW. Like, I'm not even making time for AEW, um, even though AEW is putting out what I have to imagine right now is a better product uh, than WWE. Um so, Micah, I don't know if you watched Full Gear uh, to be able to 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 comment on the, a match of the night, uh, to be able to comment on uh, Hangman Page winning the AEW World Championship. Um, I uh, yeah. I did watch Full Gear. Um, it was it was a good show. Ironically, it was a little too long, um, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know. I it's been a it's been a couple weeks. Uh, I remember really enjoying uh, MJF and Darby Allen like way more than I thought I I would. Um, um, who else? Uh, Sam Punk and Eddie Kingston. But like you kind of got to be into those characters to enjoy it. Uh, and and uh omega and hangman page was uh was a good match those were the ones that i those were the ones that i kind of vividly remember mm. uh everything else was just you know it, you know it, it it is what it is but those are the three that that really stick out for me okay so um phil wander asks what is something that you hate in gaming communities that really bothers you and i don't know that we have enough time in the show to re- to, yeah, to go man. through <laughs> all that the is... things we hate in gaming communities um i the, the 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 thing that i hate the most is we as gamers and this is not exclusive to us this is a problem in a lot of communities um are really bad sometimes at gatekeeping. And I have found I mean, myself also doing that in the past. And I've tried to be really conscious of not doing that because the only way that you can make the things you love even better is by getting more eyes on them. Because when there's more eyes on them, more money goes towards them. And when there's more money going towards them, companies want to make more of an investment into them. Uh, which that's not just, them. that's not just with gaming. That's yeah. literally that's with, with everything. Gaming. Yes. Literally of everything, and nerds yeah. really get on my goddamn nerves with that shit. Like, I just, it just, I don't know, I don't know. I, like, never, I know I'm a snob about some stuff. Um, I'm the biggest fucking fire emblem snob you'll ever meet in your life because I think the introduction of casual mode ruined the series, but it it also opened up the series to like a whole new yeah so a lot of players so it's like it's yeah. ultimately like it's fine like i'm glad yeah. more people are playing fire emblem i am just a snob about but you understand like you have more people to play it with you have more people to talk about it with now you know i what also I mean? have the introspection to realize that i'm being a snob about it right and most people don't or don't no. care you know what i mean like yeah yeah all right i yeah. i fear uh, and the, one of the things that i fear like is and like different like that's one we're seeing lately is games that are known for being notoriously difficult, trying to make themselves more accessible and like the hardcore fans doing the whole, well, like I liked them when, when they were an indie band, you know, that like that, that whole fucking mentality. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, I, 
I think on that issue, there's there's like a delicate balance. Like, yes, I think it's sort of silly that, you know, you can you can go online for Shin Megami Tensei 5 and you can download a free DLC for safety difficulty if you like if you're scared of playing the game on even the built in like easy mode um, that, that you need something easier. Like, yeah, I think that's I think I think some games are meant to be hard. I think. Shin Megami Tensei is meant to be hard. I think uh, Dark Souls is meant to be hard. You know, that's yeah, the one I'm, everyone I'm, always goes to. I yeah. I feel like some of I think some games. I I think people confuse accessible with easy. I don't think a game needs to be easy in order to be accessible. So it, it's it's a it's a it's one of those things, right? So like I I understand wanting to make the game as hard as possible. But my, my thought on it has always been as long as they put the mechanisms in place so that you who want to experience this game on like the hardest core difficulty and the, the way it's quote unquote supposed to be played, as long as that possibility exists, I don't really see a problem with it. Um, with, from like the Elden Ring previews, like there are a lot of folks that have talked about how in a good way, like Elden Ring is probably going to be the most accessible from soft game that's ever come out because they're giving you a lot of different ways to play the game mm-hmm. in terms of a lot of different like the different abilities that you can acquire. Um, and I think that's a good thing because there are a lot of people who if you had to do nothing but like hack and slash, you know, shield combat it wouldn't it wouldn't be as popular as that game is going to be but when you give people the option to do magic builds when you give people the option to you know do things like that to make the experience a little bit easier for them and then if you want to be hard the hardest of hardcore and don't use that stuff well you don't have to like there's nothing in the right. game that requires you to do it um so i i don't see a problem with it and again i think it's a good thing because ultimately you're getting more people into playing that game like there you may disagree with there being like baby difficulty in Shin Megami Tensei 5 but isn't SMT 5 already the most popular like SMT game that's ever come out as far as like as far as the mainline game is concerned yeah Um, (laughs) it's it's definitely already it's obviously the the most accessible I think it helps that it's coming off of the wild mainstream success of Persona 5 um but yeah um you know what I hate in gaming communities? The sexism. <laughs> yeah. And and the racism and the homophobia. It's way more sexism and homophobia. And the transphobia. It's way more, yeah, it's way like, you know, cuz this is it's, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of ignorant black dudes out there too. This is true. Um, but yeah, it's 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 there in terms of race, but it's really there in terms of like sexism i can't tell you the amount of times that i was working at gamestop where i had someone come in some fucking dude bro be like oh i want to talk to someone who actually knows stuff about games as if i haven't been playing video games since i was seven years old (laughs) like as if i don't know what i'm talking about right meanwhile Um, that motherfucker only plays call of duty call of duty and fifa and madden yep (laughs) suck my dick yeah um yeah, I still sucks. Um, I feel like I deal with it much less these days because I don't and I, I am not in a position where I am forced to entertain people like that anymore. Yeah. Um, but it is obviously still very present. Um, and I think it sucks a lot. And I think everything that we've seen 
at Activision this year shows that it's an industry problem. It's not simply a fan game community problem. Sexism in video gaming is an industry top to bottom problem. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> a touch. Yeah. Very good. Daniel asks uh g4 is supposedly back it is back i mean they're 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 doing stuff on twitch and youtube every day uh but for how long do you reckon well they they've signed a multi-year deal um i believe with with nbc universal if i'm not mistaken yeah they have like a yeah, channel something like that on tv yeah so I at least for a couple of years warrior is playing now <laughs> of course <laughs> it's a, that's very apropos um yeah at least, at least for a couple of years it'll hang around um i think that they're better positioned to be successful long term today than they were 10 years ago because you have youtube you have twitch that you can you know that that, that a lot of that content will be more easily consumed um mm, yeah. on those areas and i think they've also done a very good job at getting personalities uh that people will gravitate towards you know obviously like adam sessler is there kevin Pereira is there like they're both very popular but you have xavier woods you have golden boy you have like gina darling you have uh gerard the completionist like you have a lot of people who are, are appealing to a much wider uh swath of the gaming community uh that aren't just you know mid 40s to 50s white guys <laughs> And, uh, and, and I think that's all, that's also a huge benefit, uh, to them as well. So I, I think it'll be, uh, I mean, define success however you want to. I think that it'll be more successful as an entity this time around for sure. Yep. Uh, raw white asks, I'm sure this question has been asked before, but is there any way that I can use a Bluetooth headset mic with your Nintendo switch? I don't uh, know, dude. Fucking one eight hundred. Google it. <laughs> it depends on the game, honestly. Like, okay. it, it depends on the game. I think Fortnite you can do it, um, but like the Nintendo published games don't let you chat locally, which is still weird. But yeah, I don't know. They don't make know. they make that more confusing than it needs to be. So yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Cam finally got a PS five. I assume he Congrats. had to rob somebody uh, that bought one from a store. <laughs> Uh, in order to acquire it. Uh, he said he's looking at sales. He's thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy and Tales of Arise. Um, is there anything else out there worth getting that you couldn't have already played on uh, your PS4? Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank's very good. Yeah, uh, that's the one I'll recommend. Um, I also picked up Guardians while it was on sale. I haven't played it yet. I haven't even taken out the shrink wrap yet, but it was on sale for $30. And when that game came God, out... Damn, already? Yeah, right. It's well worth thirty dollars. Yeah, I was it's gonna say well it's well worth. I know. Yeah. $30. So when, when that game came out and it was like reviewed really well, I was like, I'll pick it up when it goes on sale. It went on sale last week, and I was like, cool, thirty bucks. I'll fucking buy it for thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's on sale, buy it. Yeah. Like, it's it's well worth it. Did you end so, up yeah. beating it, Micah? I got a platinum in it because oh, fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed it. I also got a platinum in Tales of Arise, Cam, if that does anything for you. So, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I really Micah, where I do you really find the time? Those games. Uh, if I if I really if I really like a game, 
work. I, I you know where I work? I work right here. I mean, you know yes, I also work is? right here. Where do you right think there. I? Where do you think I got the uh the time to put fucking three hundred hours into Final Fantasy fourteen this year? There you go. Um, so it and it really is kind my of my PS five is downstairs though. It's it's kind of killing me because I gotta like go into work occasionally now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, on days when I don't have to go to work, oh, I, I bust my ass when I go to work so that you know the other days out of the week I'm kicking my feet up. The boy is at daycare, so I don't have to worry about him yelling and screaming at me, and I can put in that work. Uh, Carrie, just so you know, though your PS5 is downstairs, uh, remote play in the house actually <laughs> works pretty good, and you could just play it through your PC mm, uh, if you wanted to. So that, that's, that's an option that's dangerous. there for you. That's, that's an option that's there for you. <laughs> uh, Film Wanderer also asks, with Xmas around the corner, or Saturnalia, depending on how you celebrate, uh, what is the best <laughs> game that you've ever gotten for Christmas. Uh, it could be plural as well. I got two words for you. Pokemon yellow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one video game that like really, really sticks out to me as far as something that I specifically got as a Chris Christmas gift as a kid. Um, a, a lot of times my parents are older. Um, they're not super tuned into video games or anything like that. So um, unless I specifically asked for something, they wouldn't really know what to get me. So I got a lot of got a lot of gift cards. Um, Help that my birthday is two days after Christmas. So <laughs> I would get a large amount of gift cards in one go and then blow them all on video games. So you can sort of technically consider Golden Sun something since I literally got a target gift card for my birthday went to target that day and went that that's got a cool cover art i want that and here i am in hell 20 years later so but yeah pokemon yellow (laughs) it's been a very long time since i uh had a christmas um you know where i just like got stuff so and, and it's been even longer when i got like video games like i I tell my family look just give me just get me cards you know xbox points or whatever they're called playstation playstation money whatever because you don't know what you're talking about so just <laughs> give them to me and even then even then even then sometimes it doesn't work so I got to be very specific in what I tell people to to get me. So, no, I don't get games anymore. Well, and I can't remember the last time I got a I got a video game for Christmas. There there's a couple fond ones that stick out in my head. Uh I I had to go with of course Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt because the first game console that I ever owned uh was a Christmas present uh that my dad brought into the house when he was picking us up for uh their Christmas. Uh and he said, "Oh, looks like Santa left this on the roof." And uh <laughs> That was the day that I also realized that Santa baby wasn't real. Cause I'll just like, <laughs> you say this is on the roof, but it there's snow on the roof and this box is bone dry. So like, this, <laughs> this, this, this isn't adding up. Uh, Five year old me is very skeptical. Um, uh, NBA jam TE was a, was a fun Christmas gift uh, that I got for Christmas one year. Cause I played the, the mess out of that game on, on super Nintendo. Uh, and, uh, weirdly enough, like another Christmas present that I got that I really played a lot of, and I wish that I hadn't lost track of this was the tiger electronics version of mega man three, uh, wow. which was surprisingly Jesus. fun. 
How many of you young people know what Tiger Electronics I, are? I, before I had a Game Boy, I had a, a Tiger Electronics Aladdin game, which I played quite frequently. Uh, Micah, I think really, I had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, too. They've actually, like, re-released those. Like, like there's a lot of, like, the classic ones that have come back out recently that they've put out All there. All right. I'm going to have to look at these and then have my... Uh, my nostalgia moment that I had with Grand Theft Auto. Finally, Johnny asks thoughts, if any, on all the big FGC games and news recently, uh, Multiversus, Dungeon and Fighter Duel, Project L are all coming out of the woodwork and apparently going to be free to play. Uh, our company is going to finally, finally tackle a casual market for fighters like they did for Battle Royale shooters. Um, I think I think they're always trying to, especially nowadays, I think they're always trying to get the casual market because especially in your initial run, because like that's like movies, right? Like you got to get the opening weekend, right? Like you got to you got to sell these things. And then, you know, the, the people who really like your games will eventually kind of uh, 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 keep playing. But I think I know what he means by casual market, like casual casual like people who just like just kind of want to fuck around or something mm-hmm. um i think the free-to-play model is interesting um i'm curious to see how it you know we've seen it done in a couple different ways right like there was the killer instinct way where yeah it was free to play but you can only play one character and mm-hmm. one character and that character would rotate like every week or every month or something like that um there's the free-to-play model that i think these games are going to do where you are going to have um which dead or alive did like you had a you had a core like game with maybe eight characters as opposed to the 16 and if you wanted to if you wanted the other characters you could buy them a la carte uh, I think multiverses is like, we're going to give you all free characters, but like, if you want to change your skins or anything like that, then you'll have to pay for it. Um, I'm curious to see like, what's going to be successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Multiverses is going for that Brawlhalla money. Like Brawlhalla has been yeah. a fairly successful free to play fighting game that makes money from selling you character skins, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing, though, with fighting games especially, is that it doesn't matter how good your product is, if the game doesn't feel good to play, it's not going to have long-term success. Like, you know, we've seen Sony try to make a Smash Brothers clone. You know, Brawlhalla is in many ways a Smash Brothers clone. But the reason why Smash Brothers remains the undisputed king of the mountain is because Smash Brothers feels really good to play. Mm-hmm. In a way that those games don't. So, like, if if multiverses, you know, plays like shit, um, it doesn't really matter how many Batman skins you put in the game. Like, people aren't going to want to fucking play it. And and I'm also a little dubious of multiverses just because the character roster is a bit of a mixed bag. It's um, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's Batman and Bugs Bunny and Arya Stark and Shaggy and Tom and Jerry. What? What? Yeah. And don't they have Ultra Instinct Shaggy though? <laughs> like, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> wild, like man. they've got fucking meme Shaggy. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it's pro- I, Project. I, yeah. Yeah. Pro- Project L, I think, has more has more chance of success because you're 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 going to be drawing from 
not only fighting game fans, but also like league fans. And so you're going to get like, if you make that game accessible, you're going to have a lot of players that potentially play league of legends, but really like that universe and don't really play fighting games that you might be able to get into playing a fighting game. Um, and keep them there as well. And and like Micah said earlier when he was talking about the new RPG, uh, League of Legends is trying very hard to make everyone care uh, about League without having to actually play League of Legends as, as much as mm-hmm. they possibly yeah. can, which, which is a smart thing to do. Yeah, casual reminder, League of Legends fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, but it's also a very specific genre game. Like, like you're, you either, most people like that like MOBAs, really like them or you don't fuck with them at all. Like, like mm-hmm. there's not a ton of in between. Um, I haven't heard much about Pokemon unite since that game came out. Came so out I, yeah. I, yes. I'd They've had a couple had, updates. Yeah. I, I'd assume it, it has its, you know, dedicated base of fans, but I, yeah. you know, I don't know how many casual Pokemon players that they captured into the, the MOBA space, but I think it could work better. I wouldn't qualify myself as a casual Pokemon fan. I have many Pokemon tattoos and I wasn't going to play Pokemon. (laughs) So, um, but we'll, I mean, it's, it's an interesting space. It's the, the hardcore space in the fighting game arena uh, is a difficult space to break into now because there's Mm -hmm. enough established brands and established uh, developers and publishers who were in that space that are, are going to, be loath to concede a lot of space. And so like you have to not only throw a lot of resources behind making a really good game, but also hope that you find an audience for it, which is not guaranteed. Like just because you make something amazing doesn't mean that you're going to have people that actually want to play it. So I think finding other avenues to bring in a wider audience, even though that pool might be more shallow um, is probably the smart way to go as far as being a new competitor. Um, in that space, but we'll see. You still have to make a good game at the end of the day. Yep. Otherwise it, it, none of it really matters. So uh, thank you guys for submitting post office questions over the past couple of weeks, uh, which you can do too by joining our discord, by going to densepixels.com slash fans and getting in there right now. Uh, Carrie is also a couple hundred bucks away uh, from her goal in extra life. Uh, she yep. posted a couple times in the, discord uh the link that you can check out there so if you if you're able to donate uh please do i'm only about 175 dollars away right now so please do i'm hoping to have a couple more streams this next week is going to be very busy for me um if you're in the baltimore area my band has a gig this weekend so you can come see us play at no land beyond this sunday we're doing a set at 6 p.m as part of this little pop-up convention they're doing um we have a lot of fun songs played. We're doing, what are we doing? We're doing some Persona and we're doing some Deltarune and we're doing Animal Crossing and we're doing Goldeneye and we're doing a Goofy movie. So <laughs> so come hang out. It's, it's a free show. It's all ages. There's a bar. You can drink. You can hang out. It'll be a good time. I'm even going to play trombone. Uh, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels, subscribe to us on there. Uh, follow all the TNP studio shows that are out there. And of course, follow us on Twitch. Uh, I'm dense pixels, Brad, Terrence apparition 410. Carrie sup. It's Carrie. And also follow the dense pixels uh, main Twitch page as well for reasons that will become clear in the future. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> um, enjoy your American Thanksgiving, which is, uh, which is this week in the U S perhaps you're listening to us as you're traveling. 
uh, to wherever you're going on American Thanksgiving, or as Micah would call it, uh, happy stealth colonization day. Love and, it. And you can, <laughs> and you can listen to, uh, to Micah's, uh, some, sometimes cogent and sometimes insane, uh, Thanksgiving food opinions, uh, on the most recent episode of black on black cinema. All right. Can I get a, can I get a preview of that right now? Um, Cranberry sauce is overrated. Get it out of here. You know, that's like fair. It. That's yeah, valid. I, I agree yeah. with that. Uh, I'm I'm not here for your anti-stuffing. Um, oh, no, I also don't. No, like no, no, stuffing. no, no. I love stuffing. That was Jay. Oh, yeah, that was Jay. Jay hates. Yeah, Jay hates I, stuffing. I don't care. For I, don't stuffing. Know, I don't know what his problem is. Uh, uh, he's a well, lunatic. That, that was the problem with the episode is I found things to agree with with all three of you. And I found <laughs> things that. I hated from all three of you as far as, as far as opinions go. Um, chocolate pie is a thing. Um, chocolate pie gross. is delicious. Gross. Yeah. Chocolate pie is nope. fabulous. No, nope. 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 fuck you. Gross. Gross. <laughs> I'm not a sweet pie guy. Get out of here. Nope. <laughs> what other kind of pies are a there? A savory pie. Mike, what, Mike like is, a Mike meat is not a, pie? Mike is not yes. a pie guy anyway. Like Gary. a chicken pot pie? Well, no, maybe not that. But like, go dangerously <laughs> delicious and get yourself one of them pork pies. Like, those are really good. But yeah, I'm not a pie guy. Pie, get, get out of here. I'm an ice cream guy. Then I'm a cake guy. And I'm never a pie guy. Pie is way overrated. Who the hell wants warm fruit? Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Boy, white I can't wait to have this hot apple. Like, the, get the, out white, the white contingent stands vehemently against your uh, your, your pie <laughs> slander. I don't know. There's there's only we, some we kind white, of we whites pies. love the pie, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We whites love the pie. <laughs> no, I yeah. can't fucking stand y'all sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's let's it like a very good episode of Black on Black Cinema. Um, Micah probably the most insane of the three of them. Uh, <laughs> it's hot know, with man. his food takes. There's uh, a thin line between genius and madness. There, and look, I, there, I, there, I, I there's plenty, there's plenty of shade to throw at JNTRA as well uh, in that <laughs> in that space as well. Um, so that's it. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching, and listening. We'll see you all the next time. Thanks. See ya. <laughs>